Liquorland are proud partners of True Bloods and they have everything you need to make your dad's day this Father's Day. Debo, it's, it's still locked down here in Melbourne. What are your plans with, uh, with the father? Well, mate, it's lucky that I live with him, so I will get to see him. And I think we might do a, you know, a nice little, uh, a little breakfast or something with maybe a cheeky, cheeky al- alcoholic beverage to get the day started. Cheeky alcoholic beverage. That doesn't sound like you at all, Dave. Um, Look, it's your dad's day and Lickland have uh, Father's Day gifts for every budget with gifts for under $30, $50 and $100. Check them out at liquorland.com.au specials slash fathers dash day. Um, Now, that's probably another point to raise, Dave. Have you bought the old fella anything? Not as of yet, but I will be jumping on to the Liquorland website, mate, liquorland.com.au, and I'll pick him up a nice little slab of beers or something like that, like we mentioned last week. And just a reminder... (laughs) That it is the 5th of September, mate. The 5th of September. I had to ask you before, Dable, so thanks for letting me know. I'm glad one of us is on top of this sort of thing. Now, you can also sign up today to get alerts on your favourite drinks and when they're on special and get $10 off your first purchase. For great deals on a wide range of alcohol, go to liquorland.com.au or visit your local store. Please drink responsibly. T's and C's apply. See online for details. Dable, let's start the show. Let me just tell you, boys, it's great. Oh, please, Dave, tell me how good it was. It's outrageous. Have a look at him. Just have a look at him. He's a superstar. I'm assuming he's trained. If he's playing footy, he's trained. It's damaging, Dave. It's damaging disposal. It is. I love it. It is. Love it. Speaking words of wisdom. Up the swatties. This is True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. My name's Dave Baxter in the driver's seat over Zoom once again with Melbourne. As always. As always on Zoom. As Melbourne is still in the in the harsh lockdown here. And once again, always joined by my co-host, Madison Clark to review the outstanding win against the Gold Coast and our first elimination final against the GWS Giants. Mads, how are you feeling after... How are you feeling in general? How are you? And how do you feel about the game on the weekend? You're sort of asking about my my mental health, my physical health. Oh, mate, your, your, your entire well-being, mate. That's what I'm asking. I would give myself a, a seven out of out of ten. It's been a harrowing day at the bank table, but I'm ready to talk Swannies. I'll tell you what, I'm just gonna, I'm going to get this right off my chest because occasionally we leave him too late to talk about. Right? <laughs> I am sick of the thousand goal talk. I'm sick of it. Shut up, Tony Jones. Shut up, Kane Corns. Shut up, Hachi. Not that they ever really fucking talk about us, Dable. Shut up. It is clear, ever since Buddy came to the club, all he wants to do is win flags. He was on Channel 9 News tonight. He said, I'm not thinking about it. I just want to win this game ahead of us this week. I'm sick of it. We're not even going to get to be there, Dable. We're not even going to get to be there. So why do we just put it to your back of your mind? We have a final to win, Debel. I'm excited. Let's focus on that. 
<laughs> well, it's a very nice to get the whack of the week out early, mate. I'm I'm happy with it. It's uh it's yeah, set the tone. It's stuff too. <laughs> it's set the tone, mate. And buddy, let's just crack into it, mate. But yeah, it's it's huge. the The game on the weekend was look. I oh, I did say it was the what exactly what we needed. And when you really think about it, a, a big contest like a tight contest would have been probably better. But I think we saw all the signs that we need to to show that we're in some decent form, Mads. We've won seven out of our last eight. I'd rather be winning games like that than losing games. So, look. I I agree, Debs. I think there's two ways to look at it. Um, When you've got a game, when you're faced with an opponent like Gold Coast in the situation that they're in and you know that you're a lock for finals, you can't move up or down on the ladder. I think it's interesting because they were you know, at points. You know we actually could have moved up last week if Brisbane lost. If Brisbane lost and we won, we would have gone above them because we've finished on the same amount of points. Just to oh, there you, go. We, there you go. we stuffed that up last week. We had a few DMs there, Mads, but continue. I will. Jeez, <laughs> um, people, well, people pull us up for that, do they? They do, mate. They do. And any uh, little error that we. You tend to make sometimes mad say we definitely get gets pointed out. <laughs> Bloody hell. Uh you, you think we're paid professionals, wouldn't you, Devil? You would because um, we are. We are. <laughs> <laughs> For a few weeks anyway, mate. <laughs> um no, so there were points in that game when they were witches' hats. They were legitimate witches' hats. Yeah. But I think it was enough of a tune-up game and we were playing the brand of footy that, that I really wanted to see us play. I know Buddy was demanding it left, right and centre. He looks really, really hungry. It looks like he's bloody 22 years of age again, Debs. It's, um, it's actually quite insane to watch. Um, I just, yeah, the brand of footy was there. We were playing through the middle. We were running in groups. We were, we, were, we were moving the ball quickly. We kicked our second biggest score from round one, I believe. If I'm wrong, obviously, they'll come for me, Dable. But, uh, you know, that's, that's a good, they're good signs. You want to be able to put high scores on the board. You want to – that's a, a really good tune-up for mine going into, uh, going into a, an elimination final. Yeah, definitely, Mads. And – It was, uh, you know, we came out guns blazing, which is, you know, we've rectified that the past two weeks. Our first quarter's good, which is a fantastic sign. Uh, You know, they challenged us a little bit in that second quarter. You know, it sort of evened up the stats. You know, there's three goals apiece in that second quarter. And then after halftime, we really just put them to the sword and really started to gain ascendancy in that game. And it was... It was very pleasant viewing to the Swans viewer. There's no doubt. And look, we'll, we'll start off with the negative to get the negative out of the way. And it's a it's a big discussion point uh, to come out of the weekend and moving forward into our first final meds is Callum Mills. Yeah. Clearly, clearly not right. Uh, it's a it's a funny injury, the Achilles tendonitis, but. What what is your opinion moving forward into the into this week? What should happen? My opinion is well. Firstly, I didn't know he's been he's had it all year, and he is in the forty man All Australian squad. 
So it really hasn't impacted him. And I don't know a great deal about the injury, Debel. You've told me, though, that it is an injury that you can sort of – you rock up on game day and it might be good, it might, might not be good. You know, sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. Exactly you know? right, mate. Exactly so right. So there's – when they say, you know, Kennedy and Mills – we'll get to Kennedy in a minute, but Mills is a fitness test away – I tend to believe them on that because, I mean, if he's been playing with this all season, there's nothing to suggest that he won't come good by uh, by Saturday afternoon. Dave, yours? Yours? Yeah, for mine, Mads. Look, it, the way it's all played out makes a lot of sense to me. And we have been critical at stages this year of, you know, playing players when they shouldn't and maybe they needed more time. But I think the one with Mills makes a lot of sense because – you know, he's been able to get the load into it all year and manage it and, you know, get the work into that Achilles basically all yeah. year. Up until he was that late withdrawal with the, um, you know, that COVID case at the rugby when he went to the rugby and he had to do two weeks isolation. So he that, clearly that probably, probably didn't help. No, that that's what's caused this whole thing is yeah. he hasn't, been able to get the work into his Achilles as he should, um, you know, in, in a normal work week. And he's come back, played one game, p- played outstanding, ready to go. And he just hasn't pulled up from that point there. And going yeah. forward, you know, he's got to get it settled down and that type of thing. So, you know, I'm sure the medical staff are, are doing everything they possibly can. But I, I think he will only play if he can get through you know, a full game, as Horse said, um, you know, they, they won't play him unless he can get through the full, you know, 120 minutes. You see, I di- it did ship me seeing him hobbling around in, in sort of midfield, um, not doing much. I'm like, well, what, why? We're up by 60 points. Why is he on the ground? So um, they must have been, I mean, hindsight's 20-20. They, they must have just been sort of seeing if he could work his way into into it feeling good. Um, But that's okay. What we do know is it is proven time and time again to be a fool's errand bringing an injured player into a finals game. You'd much rather fitness over anything else because it's a different atmosphere. It's intense. It's a lot of running. Everything's on the line. So unless he's really going to be able to offer up what he's been able to do consistently this year, I would rather rather go to our depth than, um, than, than risk that. Yeah, 100%, mate. And I'm definitely... I do want him to play, of course. Yeah, I, I am of that mantra of thinking, 100%. But what I will say is the way Mills plays... It, you can probably, you know, can play at that 85% level because it's not an explosive speed-based game where, you know, your body's got to be 100%. It is in and under, cracking in, um, that type of style. So, you know, even on the weekend, you know, he had the 18 touches and, yes, you're not coming up against, um, you know, the best side out going around but he has had the 18 touches he's kicked a goal he's at, had impact and he clearly wasn't right so that just shows yeah. the balance that they're going to be playing um you know coming into this week yeah um i i would also be not concerned but i'm i'm aware i'm intrinsically aware if you think back 
to that qualifying final that we had against them in, was it 2014 or yeah, 16? Yeah. yeah, it's around then, yeah. Very, very, very physical game. Yeah, and I, I have... I have no doubt it will be exactly the same on Saturday. It's going to be a very physical encounter and they will target him. They will 100% target him. So I'm just saying I don't want him to be unsure of himself at all because it could it could end up being far worse. Um, I would rather fresh legs if, if he's not at 85% because, as you said, it's highly likely he's been playing at 85% the whole fucking year. So if that's his 85%, we're going to have a two-time Brownlow medalist on our hands, firstly. <laughs> and, and secondly, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. I'm comfortable. But if it's anything less than that, I'm not. I, I really don't think it should be done. It, let, and then, you know, provided we win, hopefully gets a job in the, in the semifinal. Yeah, definitely, mate. And, you know, a lot comes down to the player um, and they, you know, they the medical staff put a lot of faith um, in Millsy and I'm sure he'll come out with the right decision, especially after the weekend and, you know, having to be subbed off. I'm sure he wasn't happy with that either. So hopefully yeah. it all works itself out and uh, we'll find out come selection time, mate. But let's, let's touch on the game. Um, you know, some impressive performances. Dawson was amazing again you, you know we're just we're getting it into his hands and he's just getting it done elite by foot he's had the 24 kicks and 33 disposals in total and the 16 grabs that just shows that we're using him whenever we can uncontested marks get it in his hand and you know he's an elite distributor and he's he's just sort of starting to get that credibility in uh in the mainstream media now Matt's he is. Um, I mean, he just keeps getting it done, right? So he's had 33 disposals and a goal, as you said. He's been clunking them. Um, there's, been talk, there's been talk in our little True Bloods group chat of him potentially playing more of a midfield role um, if Mills doesn't get up. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, thoughts, it would definitely need some thought by the, uh, you know, our, our coaches, our line coaches, whether, you know, we want to also actually crack it in there and winning hard pill. I, I think he's definitely best utilised as an outside player for mine and if we can keep him up, on the outside, that's where I'd prefer him. Um, yeah, the, the, the yeah. thing is, he's not a sort of get and just clear it sort of kick. He's a, you know, you really want to rake. Um, get, Precision. Yeah. Precision by foot is Dawson. Yeah. So. yeah. And, yeah, look, I, I, I would rather him sort of go to half back um, yeah. if that's where we need to cover or, or on a wing compared to going into the midfield for mine. For yours, Debel. Um, another kid who just continues to impress, who if he is not in the top three of the rising star, there'll be a very, very swift whack of the week coming uh, for, for the people who select that particular award. I speak, of course, of Justin McInerney. He's just gone from strength to strength this year, Debs. And um, on the weekend, it was it was more of the same from him. Thoughts? Yeah, absolutely, mate. You get you, you 
you bang on. He goes from strength to strength, and it's the consistency in his game now. I think he's played 19 of the 22 this year, and he's uh, we say it again, he's gone from strength to strength, and he's just building, and he's putting in, in these bigger games more frequently. You know, when you're having 25-plus as a player like J-Mac, you know, it, it's, it, it's a get-and-go type role that he plays. He, you know, really takes on the game and not nine times out of the 10, when you're getting the ball that often, you know, you're going to be doing more good than bad. Um, Yeah. yeah, He's a really important cog to our off offense, um, you know, off that half back line, or if he even is, you know, getting it up, up the ground further as well. He's, he's one we do want to get it in his hands. Yep, absolutely. And I think, Little prediction, Dable. I think he's going to have a berserk game on the weekend. I think it's going to be his real coming of age. And I think he's going to lap up, um, A, having a crowd there and, uh, and B, the, the opportunity to just be in, in such a high-level, high-intensity game like that. I think he's, he's ready to absolutely blow, possibly tsunami-like, Dable. Absolutely, Mads. We say it every week. We manifest things here. It's Mystic Mads. And J-Mac could definitely have a big, big final series. And while we're talking about big things, Mads, let's talk about the big Budwa. He looks yes. like he's going to rip someone's head off. He's playing he with the aggression that I have not seen. The the aggression, and what's the right word? It's, it's just like... He, Intensity. Intensity is directing all his energy into winning games of footy. And you can see it in his eyes, how passionate he is and how he talks to the media. It is all about this side getting the win this weekend and moving forward onto the next week. It is the first thing on his mind. And it is crazy to see a player like that, you know, 18, well, however long he is into his career, probably 16, 17 years now playing the footy like he is and still dominating games like he is. And that's all great as well. But I think we were a bit, little bit too buddy centric on the weekend, but I think it will work itself out this week. And, you know, I think it'll be a good result because there'll be some, um, some other people opening up because they will be very worried about buddy as well. They will be because he's going to get off the chain. As as I said, in. at the opening, at the top of the show, Dave, I think the thousand goal thing is just such a big distraction. And I know when he's on the ground that we're quite frequently buddy centric. I completely get that. And how could how could you not be? Yeah. He draws the footy, right? But at the end of the day, I think what people have to understand is this guy came to the Sydney Swans to win flags. We've come agonizingly close but we haven't been able to get it done. This is, you know, an opportunity that has arisen far earlier than anyone expected. And I genuinely think, he said it on the news, and I genuinely believe him, I genuinely think it's not about the thousand goal milestone. He is demanding the footy and he wants to kick goals because he wants to give his team the best opportunity to win football games. Yeah. That is why he wants to tear people's heads off. It's not about the thousand dollars. It's about winning another flag, Deeps. 
yeah, oh, there's no doubt. And we, we saw it on the weekend where, you know, gave a cheap one off to Papley and, you know, Papley kicks the goal. If he was worried about it, you know, you'd be kicking those goals. But yeah, it was that first 10 seconds of the game where he's got it out yeah. on, we've got it out of the clearance. He takes a mark from 65, plays on, bangs from 60. That's the buddy we love and the shoe is back. His kicking's been great all year. He's only had one or two off games with the boot. And, yeah, he, he's a big key to us winning this game on the weekend. There's no doubt. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Debs, there's there's someone I want to talk about who's probably been a little bit on the outer, um, and that's just because our midfield's been quite stacked all year. But I thought I thought James Rowbottom played uh, quite, quite a solid game, had 18, had a goal, um, which is pretty good. He was playing more of an outside midfield role. I think he's sort of worked his way back into the season and he's somebody who, who certainly could be important moving forward as well. Um, but I thought it was really good, really good to see him over after being out of favour. You know, it's a big mental game when you're that age. If I think about myself when I'm that age, I mean, it's a lot. You're just trying to navigate your way through a, a very strange career that he's being an AFL footballer, right? And you go from being in favour to out of favour in a very strange circumstance where you're travelling around, to be able to sort of work your way back into it um, is good, is really, really good science. Yeah, Roe is, you know, he's a, he's a role player in our side at the moment and, you know, he's got the he's definitely got the ability to go into that midfield and, you know, put in a really good performance. But you're right, he's, he's built into the season really nicely and, you know, it's positive signs. You know, it was problems with his rig that was keeping him out of the side, few injuries. You know, he was in and out a little bit there as well. But he's building. He's got some confidence in his game. He's strung, you know, two, three, four games together now. And um, it's definitely a, a much better performance um, and, and damaging performance um, from Rowan. Damaging. Damaging disposal. Like, you know, it's work rate too. It's, you know, you that goal he kicked was created by work rate. He's worked harder than his opponent got out on the open and, you know, finishes a goal really nicely from 40. Um, yep. Yeah. He's, he's a, he's a talent Mads and definitely, you know, in our plans moving forward. Debs, what do you think about forward line as a whole? It is just so dangerous, mate. It is so dangerous. And I'm really liking, uh, you know, how it sets up at the moment. You know, you got, you got Haywood buzzing around there, Papley buzzing around and looking Amy. really lively. Papley's, you know, last two weeks have been insane with kicking three on the weekend and four the week before. You got Buddy up there. And I think McLean adds another dimension um, that we haven't had. It's it, it's that clunking grab, contesting, and and fair enough, he, his first half was not great on the weekend. Uh, you know, he was out of the game for us dominating, but that's sort of the, you know, the way that game was played. We were stringing, you know, ball movement from back end to forward end. There wasn't even a contest most most times. Um, so, you know, a, a quiet key forward, you are going to get that from time to time, especially with our game style, I feel. And then he just sort of, you know, took his chances in that second half, um, kicking the ball well again. And I'm just, he, he's exciting. And I, I much prefer him at centre-half forward than a few others on our list. 
Absolutely. My hope is that I honestly think people will be so scared by people I mean GWS, will be so scared of Buddy making an impact that it could it could really take the spotlight away from Harry, um, Hayden McLean and, and put him in a position where he can have quite a big game, quite a big impact on, on um, the result because... Yeah, I reckon there'll be two or three going on Buddy, right? And he was, as you said, he had a quiet first half of the game, worked his way into it. He can just, Buddy can't do that. Buddy can't take the clunking marks that he can. Sam Reid can't do it in the forward line anymore like he can. You know, Amadi, yeah, but he's just a bigger body and it's really good to have. Yeah, and look, we'll touch on this when we preview the game, but the way we're going to line up, with Buddy, Heaney and McLean, that forces, you know, Nick Haynes has to go to someone on the weekend and he can't play his natural game um, and just... Fighting around, yeah. He's going to have to go to one of those three. So we will talk about that, but it it just adds another dimension and and you've got to play someone on McLean, so... Yep, absolutely. So it was good. I'm really glad he got that opportunity to string a couple of games together so he's primed for, for finals, which is fantastic. Um, who else did you like, Debs? I thought George was really good again. You know, his last seven, eight, nine weeks now have been some really good footy and he's going to be important um, to our finals campaign. O'Flo's been consistent the past couple of weeks, getting his hands on the ball enough, um, which, mm-hmm. he, which is a good thing on the wing. I think Tom Hickey bit off a little bit more than he could chew on the weekend, trying to, you know, pinpoint passes inside on the short 45. Turned it it over a little bit. Turned it over a couple of times. And, yes, you're a good kick, Tom, but you're not the the creator off halfback. I will just say stay in your lane a little bit, son. I had five turnovers. Yeah. Um, That was quite evident to me. But, look, I think that's just – you can take it as a positive too that he has the confidence in his game to, you know, pull off those kicks. And I tell you what, I, I do like getting in front of goal. Um, oh, so good. When, when he when he marked that, I said to Dad, I was I was watching with Dad. I said I could bet my life that he will kick this goal. He's yeah. so good in front of the big sticks. Yeah, and and that's you just don't see it in the modern day footballer very often where no. you get confidence in front of goal. And we've got two of them. With Parker and also uh, Hickey, so yeah, yeah it's a really good thing to have. And I thought Wixie was good. The pressure's good, and they're the games we we talk about where he has the ten touches, but he's kicked two goals, two goals. as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's fantastic. What about Errol, um, mate? Just so good consistency from a first year player. Um, mate, he plays like he's played four years. It's so good. It's the composure, mate. We talk about it all the time, but yeah, Errol's sensational. He's he's that good, and he he's just going to get better and better. And I think, I think the modern footy world don't really know what we've got on our hands here. And th- this is a generational player, I think. Yep, wholeheartedly agree. I, it's like they should. I don't want to go overboard here, Danny, but they should be talking about him in the same way they were talking about Matt Rowe. They honestly should. He's that good. 100%. Like, he, he, definitely, he, he definitely could get votes in those first couple of games, especially that on debut against Brisbane. He was 
unbelievable. But yeah, no, no you're right. He, he's in that ilk. That's how he's, um, you know, he's having that impact on games. And maybe you don't get the kudos that you know a Matt Real got because it's not in the middle of the ground. Um, and that, well, that and there's there's not not many other gun players at Gold Coast. You know, it was very very evident with how Matt Real was playing because everyone else sucks. Yeah, yeah, you're not, you're you know? not wrong, mate. You're not wrong, but. Um, but he's he's an absolute jet. Lloyd had thirty six of them, which and, and he he was a bit of a standout. Um, absolutely fantastic. Heaney twenty and three. I mean, come on, come, come on. on. Took six marks. I tell Jesus you what, I, I tell you what I will say about Heens is he's starting to do the freaky shit a little bit more, like consistently. Yeah. You know that that you the know boundary. From the yep. boundary, he's done that a couple of times now, and shit. I think he he's just getting that confidence in his game too at the moment. Um, I, I think you did say he was a bit out of form a, a couple of weeks ago, but I think yeah, that there's just a bit more continuity in his game at the moment. The confidence is up, and you know, hopefully that stems into this week, mate. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure it will. I still don't understand the whole kick around the body thing, Dave's, because I know he, I know he missed one doing that, which was frustrating. Yeah, look, it's hard to the you know footy traditionalists like us. I think you know board up kicking drop punts, but yeah, it's a new age, mate, and I think it's just something we've got to get used to. And you know, it's backed by a bit of science and all this type of shit. But you know, I think it'll will be debated for the next 10 years. I'm, I'm, I think I'm a bit of a grumpy old man in relation to that because I'm like, I'm, I'm cool if you do it, but you better kick it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, you, better, you better be absolutely certain you're kicking it. Well, mate, it's like a just getting slightly off topic. It's like kicking for goal is the only thing in modern AFL that has not improved. It's got worse. Yeah. It's, it's actually yeah, significantly diminished in quality. It's crazy and it does not make sense. And I don't know, I talk about it all the time with my mates. It's like if I was a professional footballer and it was to kick goals, right? I'm a forward, mate. I'm gonna hound in on that skill like no tomorrow, and I will will be a good kicker goal. You know what I mean? It's but what like- I genuinely think the issue is is because you know it used to be they talk about um, you know favola and things like that used to go to training but then grab 25 balls and go to the Oval and do three hours more, you know. And that's and no wonder these guys just didn't miss. Now it's all about load management. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's significantly impacted the quality of goal kicking. Yeah, there's no doubt, mate. There's no doubt. But that, that's a, a debate for another time. But we raise our points very well, I think. Uh, look, selection will be interesting. Uh, you know, Braden Campbell's probably the one on the fringe. He was good last week, not as good this week, but still provided a little bit. Robbie Fox had impact when he came on, I felt, um, when Mills mm-hmm. went off as a sub. Um, you know, I thought Foxy was stiff last week to be dropped, in all honesty. But, yeah, um, yeah just the, the team well, lineup is going to be interesting. The brilliant thing is... With selection, if you drop Braden Campbell, the good thing is you know you've got Braden Campbell right there. If if something happens in the game, you've got Braden Campbell to come in. It's not like you're, you're scraping the ball 
bottom of the barrel. We've got depth, which is which is something that is so critical at this time of year. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's you know we're I've got confidence in those you know two or three blokes 100%. that aren't aren't being picked um, to come in and, and do the role. Absolutely. Yep. But mate, that's been uh, pretty comprehensive as always, Mads. And yes. We will uh, we'll jump into seg two right after this. A little bit of social engagement, and don't oh, we love, love a bit of social engagement? We love it, mate. We love it, but we will be back right after this. While we take a break from talking at Swannies, Lickerland have been there for Sydney supporters from wooden spoons to finals wins. Don't forget Father's Day is just around the corner and Liquorland has got you covered. Get free 30-minute click and collect from your local store and relax knowing your present is sorted. Now, Debs, you mentioned it in the first uh, advertisement, but can you remind me again what day Father's Day is? It is the 5th of September, Mads, the first weekend of September on the Sunday. Great day to get around the old man. Where on earth would I be without you? Uh, remember, you can sign up today and get $10 off your first purchase. Just visit liquorland.com.au. Please drink responsibly. T's and C's apply. See online for details. Let's get back to the show. Welcome back to True Bloods. You're back with Mads and Debs. We've got some social engagement, which we absolutely love, don't we, we Deeb? We absolutely froth it, Mads. And even over Zoom, I can get up and about about a little bit of social engagement, if you don't mind, Mads. Bloody oath, Deeb. Now, um, we asked the faithful. We said we did it. We're a part of September Action once again, where we bloody should be, Deeb. What have been your key takeaways this year? How do you think we've been able to achieve such a meteoric rise? And how far can we go? Best answers will be featured on the potty, which is right now. Have you got one for us, David? I do, Matt, mate, but I'm, uh, I'm going to go with a few whacks first. Anyone who's picking me up on spelling errors on, uh, <laughs> on post, you can go and fuck yourself. Also, ones who are picking us up on... Things that saying, oh, it's not even September yet. So technically we're not part of September. If you followed footy, you know finals are in September. And that's just what's generally said. So they can all go jump off a bridge as far as I'm concerned. Just a little uh, little bit of a rant out of, um, out of my system, mate. We're dealing with enough crap in this world. We don't need to deal with that on True Bloods. <laughs> Did somebody say that, Dable? Yeah, because I shared it in the Swans group. and Oh, of course they would. Yeah. Of course they would, those. Yeah, they, they came with a couple of comments like that. And you did write this question, and I my phone bought a part together. Oh, right. So it was like a part instead of a yes. part. Yes. Because God forbid I would I would never make a spelling mistake. No, exactly right, mate. You know, being a, a big four, you know, smart, intelligent man like yourself, mate, I, I, there's never an error coming out of you. <laughs> never made an error in my life, people. Um, <laughs> they came for us, did they, on the on the Sydney Swans group? Yeah, a couple of things like that, mate. But um that is the most toxic group on Facebook, Deeble. That is toxic. Toxic. <laughs> It's not good, mate. When we're just trying to be, bring some good footy energies into the Swannies, we have to deal with that crap. We have to deal with that crap. But anyway, mate, on to a positive note. 
I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Tom Cowie, and I like what he said. And he says, "For mine, boys, it's a combination of fitness and team synergy. Barring the last few weeks, our injury list has been almost non-existent. Getting your best twenty-two out on the park each week makes a team a genuine threat." And he's been listening, Mads, because you definitely do say that a lot. Yep. As for the synergy, I think we almost have we almost have hub life to thank for this. Spending the best part of two years living inside each other's pockets and being able to create a strong bond. The ability to find to find other players and bring them into the game has been huge. Notable, we've seen it between Paps and Bud, but it's something that's gone across the board. No one has been allowed to have a down week. No one has been allowed to have a down week. They all get lifted up. Whatever happens from here, I've loved the ride of 2021 and I'm excited for what is next. Very good, Tom. Absolutely. So, yeah, you know, some good points in there. And the the synergy is massive. And, you know, there's definitely a bit of a bromance there between, you know, Pats and Bud and they, you know, they feed off each other and they look for each other in in spots. And, yeah, that synergy is definitely there. And it's it's a great point he makes. Bloody oath, Dable. Now... As I was banking heavily today, I did um, I did read Daniel Saunders' comment and it, it brought a slight tear to my eye. So I'm going to read it out. Saunders! Uh, very, very keen contributor and we love hearing from you, Saunders. Um, I, if I've said it once, I've said it a million times. We can recruit the best assistant coaches in the game. We can draft the best young kids in the country. But without John Longmire, we aren't sitting here beaming with delight. He took advantage of the injuries last year and the fact that it was a dismal year to play football, got games into the kids, but also focused on the three to fifth year players, allowing them to develop consistency in their games. When he planted the seed, then he planted the seed, the transition, the tackling, the pressing up the ground. We knew we had, had to prepare to lose a few games last year while working with a new game plan. Believing this would be the foundation of our style to play in 2021. Finally, John Longmire had belief. He was always quietly confident while the experts were writing us off. Before the season, every coach will say, we know, we know we've got what it takes until the cows come home. Before 2021 began, all the coaches said it, but John Longmire meant it. It's a great point, mate, and he has been some sort of leader for our footy club this year. He's gone to a a new level in his coaching ability. Um, He shows it in game plan now. He's implemented a game plan that is so, so effective, Um, and we've got the cattle to do it, and he's found the perfect balance, which a lot of teams don't. We've got the perfect balance between experienced heads who still have footy left in them and yep. young kids who will prosper with, uh, you know, some leaders above them. And it's just the perfect mix at the moment. Absolutely. Absolutely. Have you got another one there, Dave? I, I do, mate. I'm going to go with Alan Lau. And I think this is really important to the way we play footy. And it's made a huge difference in the turnaround this year. He says three words, taking the corridor. Whenever we slow play down the wings, our teams clog up the middle. When te- or teams clog up the middle, that's when we've struggled. 
the amount of times we've been able to go to the length, go the length of the ground on a kick in or turn on turnover or on turnover has been breathtaking. Kicking skills and the and the balls to take that inside kick have been the key success to this season. And it's, it's true. It, it's 100% true. You know, it's having the place to execute it too. That's another thing. There's all, it's all well and good saying, come through the middle, come through the middle, do anything you can to take on the game. But unless you've got the players to do it, um, you know, it takes a certain player to be able to pull off that kick into the middle or, you know, run and gun and, and carry. Um, yeah, it's been huge for the way we played this year. Wholeheartedly agree. Um, Andrew Risby, your your one was fantastic. Um, a, a lot of it has been sort of said before, you know, um, good health, lack of injuries is critical. Um, career years from Dawson, Parker Mills, Lloyd McCartan, and having identified a brand of football that is sustainable, that's fantastic. Did want to mention Stephen Clayton as well. Having Heaney and Buddy on the field only played, um, they only played five games, and I didn't know this, but they only played five games between them last year. Yeah. So, and that and the draftees were able to play multiple games in their first season. So, yeah, as you said, on the back of what you just said, Devil, we've had the mature heads, but we've also been able to blood so many guys. What? How many finals teams get to blood the amount of guys that we've blooded this year? It's fantastic. Yeah, and this is the thing when it comes to, you know, picking a side this week and, you know, we've had a bit of a chat in our True Bloods group of, playing, you know, experienced heads compared to these young guys coming in. I just think we're not chucking our young guys in the deep end because, you know, they've been part of this side all year. They're not, they've, they're confident in our game plan. And yes, it does go up a notch in, in finals, but we have the ability to execute our game plan. And I think to dis disrupt that with just bringing in experienced heads for cause it's a final that doesn't sit well with me mads and you know selection is so big this week it's i feel like there's going to be some surprise somewhere you know colin o'reardon probably comes out of the side i think um and campbell they're the two who could come in and out and also whether mills and jp pk get up so you know there's four four players off the or three players without kennedy who could be out of the side. So, look, it, it's going to be interesting. And, it, you know, as we know, the the game can be won at selection. And I just hope that we get it right without, um, you know, if our hand isn't forced. Yeah. Um, Kennedy's annoying too because you really want his calming influence. Yeah. I'm just hoping this is the thing you'd love to be, like, in the inner sanctum of the club with Kennedy is, was it a tear? Is it tightness? Like, what was the injury? Because that makes a big difference. The way he sort of walked off in that, it was like, you know... It's, it was it's, right at the end of the game, wasn't it? Yeah, and it's just like, the game's over, we've won, I'm just going to walk off, I'm not even going to jog. So, you, you know, you hope... Yeah, I don't know, that's probably me just hoping that it's tightness compared to a tear, but if it was a tear, right, he's not playing this week. Wait, you don't well, get back from... a. Uh, even a, a minor minor strain in three weeks, like but under three weeks, I should say. But but look, 
if it was a tear, surely they'd say it's a tear and they'd just rule him out. Yeah. It's, they're, I, saying, they're saying it's a fitness test. Yeah. We, we typically don't play those games. So, um, yeah, let's just hope JPK can get up and you and you back into the hills with his body. And I think he's that selfless that if he wasn't right, he wouldn't play. So, that, yeah. Simple as I agree. That. I agree. But, yeah, mate, that, does that wrap up? I think it does. it does. I think it does. Um, we, we had a bumper seg one. Um, but thank you so much. I mean, we're, we're at the at the end of the regular season, and I know a, a lot of us didn't um, sort of think we'd be we'd be venturing further than um, than round twenty three. Thankfully, we are. Um, I mean, it's it's been an absolute ride so far, and just in terms of you know the faithful. You've been absolutely uh, critical and, and a key part of, of uh, Debs and I enjoying what we do, basically, because we we feel we've created a really, really cool little community. So so thank you for contributing each and every week and please continue to do so. If, if it wasn't a bloody COVID environment, we by all means would have done bloody slabs at the VFL. So can't wait to um can't wait to do that with all of you when uh when when Dan the man permits. Absolutely Mads. Great words there mate. And uh if you want to get us on the socials, just have a cheeky listen to this ad. You know what I love Mads? What do you love, Dable? I love the Swannies. You love the Swannies? So do I, Dable. You know what I don't like, Mads? What do you not like, Dable? I hate how no one talks about it. Oh, doesn't it? Just kill you. It absolutely kills me. And that's why we do this podcast. Please like, subscribe, and leave a review on all the True Bloods forums. We're on your Instagrams. We're on your Facebooks. So please jump on there and please just tell one friend. One friend. Yes, Mads. Speaking words of wisdom. Up up the the Swatties. Welcome back to True Bloods, the preview for our first final. In what, what is it, three or four years now, Mads? Good to be back in finals time. Since uh, 2017. 17. So there you go. Four. Funnily four, enough, four. who did we play that year? 2017. Well, it would have been the Giants, wouldn't it? Or was that 18? Oh, don't, don't let us know, Dingle. Don't let us know. The Fable let us know, I'm sure. 17 was the year we clawed back from Zip and Six to make the finals. Yeah. 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 yeah, I don't even know. When did we knock off Essendon? That must have been that year, I reckon. And then we went out first, first final yeah. in 17. That's from memory, mate. Mine's not too good. So we might uh, skip over the finer details of that one. <laughs> but the, the last time we were in the finals, it was probably 2018, actually, um, was against um, GWS. Um, and I'm having a look. No, it was actually 2018. It was 2018. It was against GWS, and we got flogged. And I remember it well, Debel. Very quick story time. Very quick story time. Yep. I was in Mexico, and I'm not talking I, was in, I wasn't in Tulum. I was down south in the state of Oaxaca, and I was sleeping in a treehouse well, like a sort of pseudo treehouse that had Wi-Fi. But I remember it was on at like 2 a.m. my time. And there was all uh, these mosquitoes. They would be your um, prime time operating hours, uh, <laughs> Mexico, wouldn't it be, Mads? Look, it, it would have been, but 
it had been a very large trip and we were all trying to sleep except I had all these bug bites on me and I was sweating because it was so humid and I couldn't sleep and I kept checking the score and each time I checked the score, it would just get worse and worse and worse. It was hell on earth. But we got that out of our systems then. This is a team that we can beat. I was originally worried about coming up against them in the finals because I think they're in good form, but we can beat this team deep. We've shown we can this year. We've shown we can come back from a deficit against this team this year. We are better than them. We have better kids than them. We have better top-end talent than them. We can beat them and we will beat them deep. Well, Mads, that's a little little bit of inspiration that I needed, mate. And uh, look, the... It's one of those things. They're just our, you know, what would you call it? They're our bogey side in a way. Um, they've got it over us 2-0 in finals. But as as you say, this is a different kettle of fish. This is, um, yeah, a, a different kettle of fish. And I think we just, we've got to take it up to them from, from you know, bounce one, just got to crack in. And I, I just think team... You know, our game plan and everything like that is just going to – it is better than GWS. We we move the ball better than anyone else in the league. We score the most from back end to forward end movement. And I think just all these things add up to us, you know, getting the job done on the weekend. Yeah, I think so too. I honestly do believe it will be like that qualifying final though. It, it will it will be a very physical affair. Yeah, there's no doubt. And I think we have to set the tone early with that ourselves. And, you know, they, they really took it up to us, that game, and went straight, you know, for, for a few players. And I think we need to do the same and just be ready to go. A bit of, you know, dogfight, dog attitude out there. You know, we need Paps in everything, you know. We need Sam Wicks in everything and just really try, you know, build that momentum early and settle and get into our game plan and do the fundamentals of our game. Um, and, you know, all we all we have to do, Mads, is at least break enter around, sorry, break enter, break even around the contest in the clearances yeah. and everything like that. Yeah. If we do that, our game takes care of it of itself off halfback. Um, yep. You know, with the, with yep. the boys up there, it, it starts like it does every week, but it is so important to us to if we break even in the middle, we win games of footy. And, yes, we can probably afford to be down by a little bit in the middle and still win games, but, mate, it's, it's so important. There are three key things. Three key things. We have to get off to a good start. Have to get off to a good start. None of these coming from behind stuff. It's not, it's not going to cut it, Deeps. It's not going to cut it. Like you say, we have to... Clearances have been an issue. I think it's resolved, but we have to be thereabouts. We don't have to, as you as you just said, we don't have to be smashing them in clearances. We just have to be breaking them. But tackles inside 50, essential. Once it's in there, we cannot let it out of there. And we've got to, and we've got to convert. Got to convert. Got to take the opportunity, Steve. That's the thing. We're down in Tassie, probably going to be a bit of wind. I hope it's good weather, but there's always a bit of wind. You've got to take your opportunities when you've got them. 
yeah, and I, I think that's, you know, that's probably what's taken, it. and it's a great point, and we haven't really talked about it heaps on here, maybe a few times, you know, earlier in the year, but that's what we have done fantastically this year is we've kicked relatively straight most weeks. Yes, there's been a couple of, of bad weeks there, but you, you're going to get that. But typically that, that's played a big role in us, you know, winning those close games and getting the job done is converting. And that's probably why we've gone from a, you know, a, a, a bottom four team to, you know, in sitting comfortably inside. Yeah the eight compared to, you know, if we probably didn't take every opportunity, we might just be fighting for that eight spot. But yeah. being, being that great, the great executors we are from foot, um, that, that's going to win us games. And that's what wins games of finals is taking your opportunities, as you say. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they've got guns, right? Yep. They've got, they've got Tarantos in stellar form. Yep. Toby Green is Toby Green. You know, Mumford is a big, big, I don't want to say worry, but when he's in the side, they're a different team. Yeah. Um, and it's going to probably be one of Hickey's biggest challenges, I'd say, this year, um, because it's going to be insanely physical because he's a fucking thug, Debs. Yep. Make no, make no mistake. He's a fucking thug. So that's he's going to have his hands full, Tom Hickey. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, Hickey's a lot more mobile than Mumford is and bigger engine yeah. than Mumford. So he can really do his damage on the outside and win those clearances and, and do what he's been doing all year. Look, I will say probably Hickey's faded out slightly. Um, yeah, we, I've just seen sort of some cracks in his game, I feel. Um, but, Talk to me about that. Because you got the number one fucking ticket holder of the Tom Higgy fan club here, so talk, talk me through it. Yeah, look, I just it's I'm confident in his ability to do it around the ground. Maybe I'm just sort of expecting more out of his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, thinking too far into it. He's he was never the best tap ruckman going around. Yeah, no, it's not, yeah. He's he's just a ruckman. He's just, he's your garden variety ruckman. He's a journeyman. He's played for four clubs, right? The difference is what you get with Hickey is you get tackles, you get a straight kick of the footy, you get a guy that can pick a ball up off the ground, you get a guy that can handball. It's not about the fucking, it's not about hit outs to advantage. It's actually not. He's your garden variety Knuckle dragging, lanky as fuck, Ruckman Debel. That's all he is. And he's decided to play the best footy of his career this year. And how lucky we are, Deb. Yeah, you're probably right. I retract my statement. It's not too often I do. It's not too often I do that. But I, I just want heaps out of him this week. And uh, yeah. look, at, and, and Mummy's a different beast. It's it's so yeah. important. But yeah, he he can absolutely get the job done and hurt him around the ground and work harder and work him over. And you know, you, you made the you made the best point, right? He's so much more mobile than him. And yeah. he can he, he can actually run for days. So if he really just keeps keeps moving, and I I, I really want to see chop outs from Hayden McLean in um in the forward line to to keep Tom Hickey as tip top as he can. Yeah. Absolutely. Look at it. Look, the guys you have to look at putting some time into. Callie. Callie's the one. 
and Whitfield off halfback as well. Yeah. Um, you know, they'll try and get it into his hands, and I'm sure they're aware of that. <clears throat> I think yeah, our forward setup is going to cause them a lot of trouble. Um, you know, you, you've got the likes of Haynes back there, and what's the name of the young guy who did a job on Buddy oh, in the first yeah, quarter? Taylor. Sam Taylor. Taylor. Look at it there, but all going to have their hands full. Um, and you know, they're going to have Heaney up there too. And you got you got Wixie and you got Heaney and all the boys, Papley, Haywood, Haywood. The list goes on, and that's where we're going to be able to stretch them. And we showed how hard we can hit the scoreboard last week. And look, let's get that scoreboard pressure on the Giants early. Um, that's what I want to see. And you know, it's the likes of Himmelberg always seems to sort of do a number against us. They're Himmelberg and Hogan um, are probably, you know, the two who get a job with um, Rampy and Tommy McCartan. Um, Interestingly. Yeah. How do you feel about Malikin's place? Yeah. Um, look, this is where... Malikin could even go to one of those. And I think Ramp is probably the matchup for Toby Green. Um, when, when are you playing forward? Yeah. Yeah. It's, Toby Green's the one who can just tear a, a game apart, you know. And it's, you, How can you nullify him? How can you nullify him? Because he's the barometer, right? He is. He is. It's more just about competing with him and, Look, it comes down to those 50-50 contests that you got to break even. You know, he mm. is so good and jump over the packs and take those clunking marks and, you know, do that freakish thing from the boundary. But if we just have good team chemistry and it's a team effort on Toby Green, like Toby Green is probably going to beat you one-on-one, but don't be isolated with Toby Green. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you making any changes, Dable? Like, so, okay, let's let's be hypothetical for a minute. Okay, yep. let's say hypothetically Mills and Kennedy are out. Yep. Well, if if Mills goes out of the side, I think Robbie Fox has to play. Um, he's played most of the year. Yes, it's not a like for like, um, but he. Definitely could back come back into the side, but that sort of brings up the thing with Malikin. Um, and I think that's why maybe Fox was out of the side is because Malikin's been back and he's probably better suited to the bigger body. What makes you go straight to Robbie Fox? Interesting. Just thinking on on like output this year, um, as we spoke about a couple couple of times, you know, in previous episodes, you're confident when he gets the ball in his hands he generally makes good decisions. And that's something that we haven't been able to say about Robbie Fox in the past. But in saying that, it's clear. We're we're going to be missing two midfielders though. Yeah, I I know. it's, But I know what you're saying. Um, So who are you putting in? So who who goes? I'm fine if if Robbie Fox comes in, fine. But who, who else is going into the midfield? Yeah, look, you're probably one short in there. It's no doubt. There's going to have to be a bit of a, you know, does, you know, say Papley get a bit more midfield time. I think we... Loved him in the midfield recently. Yeah, I was. he's probably got a little bit more time in there on the weekend. Um, definitely his clearance work and that type of yep. thing. 
could be a bit of a shuffle shuffle around there. Um, you know, O-flow a bit more time in the middle. But then it sort of gets to this point, you don't want to be shuffling around, you know, everyone into positions. Um, so do you That's just bring you in... You want to kind of keep a little bit of continuity, right? Yeah. Do, do you bring in a player who hasn't played for eight weeks um, in Chad Warner? That's the the one who's getting thrown around. Well, I'm actually I'm probably more... I know outside the box, I'm kind of more partial to James Bell. Just kidding. Um, Braden, uh, Braden Campbell. Yeah. Yeah, look, at he's obviously... He's versatile, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sort of... He's I can of... see a place for Robbie Fox, right? I definitely can. I think... Well, there's, yeah. there's no one I'm, I'm, I'm very comfortable when the ball's in his hands. But yeah. Braden Campbell in that game against North, phenomenal. Yeah, I, th- I think the move would probably be O'Reardon out from the weekend, Fox mm-hmm. in, um, and then, you know, you got Campbell in there. And whether maybe maybe Chad Warner's the, the 23rd man, the medical sub. Don't hate it. Yeah, so look, it's and it's going to be so interesting, you know, having, you know, Mills under an injury cloud, JPK under an injury crowd, cloud, and how, you know, the team lines up. With everyone's pretty settled. Like we we run through last week, Lloyd Dawson, McInerney, Parker, Hewitt, all locks, Florent Lock, Heaney, Golden, Hickey, locks, Rowbottom. You, you would say a lock, but possibly could get thrown around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Rowie got Rampy, Papley, Cunningham, Franklin, all locks. O'Reardon, um, obviously up for discussion. Haywood lock, McCartan lock. Malikin up for discussion. I, I think McLean's a lock. Wixie's a lock. And then you got Braden Campbell and Fox. So it's Fox, Campbell, O'Reilly, there and row bottom. They're they're the sort of bottom five getting around in the team. Yep, I agree. Um, But what is good with knowing that Mills and Kennedy are already under an injury cloud, everyone would be preparing in the event that they will be playing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, their mindset's going to be, I've got a chance of playing, so... But yeah, look. You know what I always say, James? What's that? He's playing. He's trained. He's training. He's playing. And that's the thing that we, we talk about Chad Warner. Um, you know, he's best on in, in the scratch match or whatever they played. I think they played a 16 aside um, game against the Dogs on the weekend. Um, and he was best on in that. So look, he, he's sort of got the continuity back in his game. He's had four weeks in the twos after not playing or doing much for eight weeks. And it was sort of, it was asked in one of Horse's press conferences why he hasn't come straight back into the side. And it was literally like a body of work thing. He just hadn't done the work, got the work into the legs. So that's why he's been in the twos for two weeks. Oh, yeah. Sorry, for four weeks. Yeah. You know? So look, the work's in there now. So there is the chance that he may come back into the side. McCartan surely goes to Himmelberg. I think that's the, the perfect matchup. Absolutely. Is Himmelberg good in the air? 
Absolutely, and he, yeah, he's got the body to go with him. There, there's yeah. no doubt. There's no doubt there, Mads. I'm just bringing up GWS's list from last week. They got DeBoer, who will probably get a role. Um, so there, there's been talks of someone finally going to Parker, um, which would which would be interesting. But I think he would just thrive on that, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to sort of put Parker off his game, and he's dealt with the tag before. Um, but yeah, look, pound for pound, we should just go with these guys and be able to overwork them. In all honesty, you know, it's um, the more we do, you delve into it, the the more confident I feel. Um, and I think it's a two three goal job. That that would be perfect for me, Mads. I I don't think. I do not think that this side is a side that will be overwhelmed by the moment. I don't think the first-year players are going to be overwhelmed. I don't think... um, I just don't think that's going to be a factor. I like... Do you know what I also think is great? That game is now sold out, and I believe it's something like 80-20 Sydney supporters. Yeah. Beautiful. It's phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely, and be good to have a crowd down there, and the, and just get the boys up and about to, be, to perform in front of, of a crowd. That'd be great. And I just bloody hope to bloody God, I'm not a religious man, Mads, but I I pray to the heavens that we get the job on the weekend, um, get the job done, and we can walk away and head into the second week of finals. So it would be bloody fantastic. Yeah, it would be. I think we will. I honestly think we will. It's just those three things, then. It's just those three things. Get close on clearances, have a fast start, and tackles inside 50. Absolutely. And and, and a four-quarter performance would be very yes. good as well. We love a four-quarter performance. Um, Debel, your tip? Swannies by two to three goals. Yes, likewise. Yeah. That would uh, nothing more, nothing less. If it was less than that, I, I just want to be in front the whole day and rather be two goals up than two goals down, not having to work yeah. out way back. Um, I agree. On my wish list. Um, just quickly, Port Adelaide, Geelong. Port. Port. And then we played Geelong in another semi, like 05. <laughs> Yep, I, I actually agree. I think um, Port really impressed me and Geelong didn't at all. How the fuck, Debel, do you lose that game of football? How? Yeah, it's not ideal, mate. Seven goals up. That's it's astonishing. It is, mate. It is. But, yeah, Port's getting um, up there, mate. Melbourne at Brisbane? I think the Melbourne D's get over. it done. I think the D's get it done. If they'd, be showing, they'd be riding high at the moment. Yeah, might have, that's the uh, Brisbane might just come to play. It's going to be a close one. I'd love to see Brisbane win. But I, yeah. I think Melbourne do. I think Melbourne do. I agree. Footscray and Essendon. Uh, go the Dons. I can hate the dogs. So go, go Dons. This is when they will break their drought. And Footscray have been weighed, measured, and found wanting, David. 
They have, mate. They have. But, yeah, hopefully the Dons can break the finals drought since 04. That'd be good. Well, mate, that just about wraps us up. Another episode over Zoom, and it doesn't look like it's going to be anywhere else anytime soon. But we will keep putting it out for the faithful because we love doing it for the faithful and we love you getting engaged. So hopefully we're back next week celebrating a, a Swanee's win a fir- in, into the second week of the finals. But this has been True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast, speaking words of wisdom. Uh, up the Swanee. Uh, the Swanee's. <laughs> <laughs>